Hey, Property Insiders, I'm Mike Stenhouse, and this is the Inside Property Investing Podcast. You are in the right place if you are an aspiring or existing investor looking to build a portfolio and a property business that works for you. And from this podcast, you're going to learn from all of my insights and advice from over a decade in the industry, as well as the lessons learned from hundreds of other successful investors. So you can listen to what worked for them and avoid what didn't. I hope you enjoy today's podcast and whatever you're up to today, I hope you have a fantastic day. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. I am thrilled to be back. I uh, I wasn't sure I would make it. I was away on a stag do this weekend. I'm, I sound like such a, a a wimp going on about this blooming stag do in in Lisbon. Phenomenal city. Had a great time. The weather was lovely. We spent a nice day at a beach club with one of the best lunches I've had in a long time. But I am well. I mean, first and foremost, I've been trying to cut out alcohol this year and uh, being teetotal or close to teetotal on a stag do, you know, you're not the life and soul of the party. Other people, when they're like, oh, shall we get a beer? Let's do some Jaeger bombs. And I'm like, oh, sorry, I don't drink. It's not the best opener that they're looking for on that kind of weekend. And this was the first big weekend or event without drinking, but I did survive. I made an effort to be sociable. I am a massive introvert, really, which is why you'll find me hosting podcasts and hiding behind a microphone rather than attending networking events. Uh, I managed to squeeze in a 10K run. I was inspired to take my running gear with me because I saw that the Lisbon Marathon was on the weekend that we were there. Um, so yeah, I squeezed in a little 10K run whilst everyone else was sleeping over their, sleeping off their hangovers. Had a little dip or two in the Atlantic. So all in all, it was it was a great weekend. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't think people hated me. I wasn't a bad addition to the weekend, I will say. So uh, I survived. I am back and all is good with the world. Weekend prior to that, um, I had been at our quarterly mastermind retreat. We were down in Reading for it this time around. We get together every 90 days face-to-face. We speak more or less on a weekly basis uh, throughout the year, but every 90 days we get together face-to-face to to plan our next quarterly uh, rocks or goals. Um, Rocks comes from a a book, Gino Wickman, uh, Traction. Well, actually, it's it's a a much older principle than that book, but uh, that's kind of where I adopted it from and what we apply to all of our mastermind uh, members and their businesses as well. So we do that on a a quarterly basis. And during that, um, during that two day event, I asked a question to our group to get them thinking about scaling their business and outsourcing something that a lot of our members have in common is they've got very successful portfolios, but they would like to remove themselves from a lot of the day-to-day operations of the business. So the question I asked them, was if you were hit by a bus tomorrow, what would happen to your business? And I'd love you to just ponder that question for a second for your own business, your property investing. If you were hit by a bus tomorrow, as in if for some reason you could no longer show up and operate your business, do what you currently do in your business, what would happen to it? Now, I asked this question because in my head, there are different stages of a business that we all progress through. And I'm sure somebody has given more thought and consideration to this and got nice, clever names for them. But in my head, how I kind of see it work is stage one, startup, where we are doing everything ourselves. 
Uh, and that's fine. I think when you're in those early days and you're learning and you're probably not all that busy because you're maybe just working on one deal at a time. I think it's absolutely fine to do everything yourself from stripping wallpaper to going out and doing the viewings to managing your bookkeeping and your receipts to speaking to tenants and vetting them, whatever it takes to get that business going, absolutely roll up your sleeves, get stuck in and learn a lot about the process as you go. From there though, from that startup phase, we typically start to stagnate and we get stuck doing everything ourselves as we were when we were in that startup stage. But all of a sudden there's too much to do and we end up working in the business rather than on it. You'll have read the e-myth, I'm sure. If not, it's worth checking out. It's a good book. Um, and you know, you're the kind of owner operator who is responsible for everything. But unlike the startup stage, you start to lose capacity because there is too much work. And what typically gets left behind or forgotten about when you are busy sweeping the floors and doing the books and all that stuff is the growth focused activities. In the case of a property business, finding deals, uh, raising capital, managing and leading a team rather than doing all the stuff that a team could do for you. Then we get into the next stage, which is kind of like self-fulfilled growth. So that for me means what I mean. I I just made that up, self-fulfilled growth, but that means that you're still responsible for the growth, but you've actually got time to focus on it, which means you've outsourced the operations and you can get back into your zone of genius where you can add the most value to your business, which is deals and capital. And that's, you know, honestly, that's a pretty good place to be. If you can get there, 90% of people will be very satisfied with the income that they can generate with the role that they've got in their business. And it's a pretty aspirational target to aim for. And then beyond that, you've got outsourced growth, where as well as outsourcing the day-to-day operations and the stuff that maintains the business, you can outsource those growth activities as well. And then you really do become a business leader or uh, an owner or an investor in your business rather than uh, somebody who is involved in the day-to-day. So if you get to that stage where not just the operations is outsourced, but also the deal flow, the capital raising, every aspect of your business could continue to operate without you. I mean, that's the holy grail. But like I say, most of us probably don't need to get there to live a very happy and fulfilled life. Now, Most of our mastermind members from a a kind of outsourcing and delegation point of view are probably around about that second phase of stagnation. And don't get me wrong, you can get stuck there even with a hefty portfolio. Some of the people in our group, a lot of the people in our group are big hitters and they have got sizable portfolios, revenue that would, you know, I would be delighted with. But they're at that stage where they're still doing most of the work themselves. So their business isn't necessarily stagnating, but their role in the business is causing them to focus on tasks that aren't in their zone of genius, that aren't the highest value. And they're trying to free themselves from all of the admin and operations they've created to, first of all, get more time for growth. And second of all, spend less time working whilst still making lots of money. They're two of the big reasons that that people come to us for the mastermind. I've got this great portfolio, but I'm kind of stuck and I need to free up more of my time to focus on 
further growth or I've got this big portfolio and I need to free up more of my time so that I just don't have to work as much. So this question will help you focus in on what areas of your business aren't optimized to run without you. If you were hit by a bus, what would happen to your business? Now, for this question, I don't want you to focus on growth. I actually rephrased this question for a mastermind group after a bit of a discussion. And if growth wasn't essential, the business just had to stay at the current level, then what parts of your business would struggle? The answer might be everything, or it might be a few specific things, but this gives you an idea of what you can focus on either automating or outsourcing, delegating, whatever you want to call it, so that you can get your time back to focus on growth. Those bits of your business that would cause the biggest problems in the shortest period of time are probably the tasks and the activities that are consuming a lot of your time. Now, obviously, operational work was the main category of stuff that came up property management for those who self-manage their portfolios, or even just managing the relationship with their letting agents in a lot of cases, Uh, rent collection, rent reconciliation, bookkeeping, maintenance issues, guest and tenant communications, all of that stuff came up time and time again from a lot of the people in the room. So these are a really great starting point. And within your own list, whatever you come up with, where would your business struggle or what would happen, what would fail in your business quickest if you were hit by a bus? I'd suggest categorizing those items that come up in a few ways. So first of all, growth versus maintainer operations. So split it out between the tasks that grow the business versus those that just maintain the current business. High value versus low value. So what is going to have the biggest needle move for the bottom line or even your top line revenue versus things that kind of just need to get done, but actually don't impact your revenue or profitability that much, if at all. Tasks that are one-off or repeatable. So is it something that needs to get done very infrequently or is a one-time project? Or is it something that is recurring and needs to get done consistently on a daily basis, a weekly basis, a monthly basis, a quarterly basis, whatever schedule it is, it needs to get done in the same way time and time again. And focus on those latter three categories first to get off your plate first. So things that maintain the business rather than grow it, things that are low value versus high value, and things that are repeatable rather than things that are one-off. So if it's maintaining the business or operations focused, if it's low value work, if it's repeatable, that is your low hanging fruit for areas where you can get some help and free up your time so that you can get some capacity back to focus on new deals, pushing the deals that you do have to completion as quickly as possible, raising capital for future projects and managing and leading the team. Some other interesting things came up as well. Uh, Spouses not knowing bank account details or utility providers or mortgage renewal dates, all of that stuff. So it's not the focus of today's episode really, but if you don't have a cheat sheet that someone can pick up and instantly know what the important deals of your portfolio are, or at least where to find those details, including brokers, solicitors, accountants, all that sort of stuff, all those contacts that you deal with on a regular basis, that is probably something to think about as well. Get that list, get it in a Google Drive somewhere, send a link to somebody saying, 
open this email in case of death or if I get hit by a bus, please read this email so that you know that should the worst happen and they inherit the liability for your portfolio, they're not inheriting a massive headache. So little side note, there, definitely something to think about. So if you're in that early startup phase, you've got the capacity to do everything yourself, then no action needed here. But just keep this in the back of your mind of, you know, oh, I'm going to revisit this when I get to that stage that I'm working on a couple of projects at a time and I'm ready to scale up and you want to blast through that stagnation phase as quickly as possible. But if you feel like you're spending more time on paperwork and admin than increasing your income through finding your next deal and arranging the finances to complete them, then it's time to think about getting some help in your business. Getting stuck in that stagnation phase does not serve you well. So a small investment, whether that's the time to automate something or the cost to hire a VA to do it for you, will give you at least a 10x reward and help you push back through into the next phase of growth for your business. So just keep that question in mind over the next couple of days. If I was to get hit by a bus, where would my business struggle the most? What am I spending my time doing that is required for my business to operate on a day-to-day basis, but isn't getting me closer to my goals. And if you know that you're busy, you feel busy, overwhelmed, but you're really not sure what to outsource, we've got a PDF with more than 30 ideas of property business tasks to outsource and free up your time to help you get those creative juices flowing. If you want to get a copy of that PDF, just head to insidepropertyinvesting.com forward slash outsource or grab the link in the notes to this podcast, open up iTunes podcast app or Spotify, wherever you go and go to the show notes, there'll be a URL in there, insidepropertyinvesting.com forward slash outsource. Or uh, yeah, they're probably the best two places to get it. Keep an eye on your inbox as well. I may send an email about this with a link to that PDF. But I hope that is uh, a good question. It certainly created a lot of good discussion in our retreat a couple of weeks ago. And I hope it provides some value to you as well if you're in that stage. So thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed and I'll speak to you again soon. Mm -hmm.